bites. Breaking it down block for block. Block bites. Bringing you out for non-stop. Block bites. Crypto news around the clock. Block bites. Smash the like. Keep it locked. Block bites. Breaking it down block for block. Block bites. Bringing you out for non-stop. Block bites. Crypto news around the clock. Block bites. Smash the like. Keep it locked. Block bites. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Austin with Block Bites, and man, was I jamming to that song off camera. I can't believe it. Thank, Big shout out to my boy, Mr. Clean, there for just crushing, crushing the song. Anyhow, hey, we've got a big day. I don't know. I don't know what you've been doing with yourself, but uh, there's some big multi chain drama out there right now. And whether that drama is real or not, we have a lot of information we need to share with you on how you can ensure you are protected regardless of the outcome. Uh, Ledger came out and they put their recover option on hold and are open sourcing their software. We are going to dive through the announcements from the CEO and the CTO uh, and XRP. The silver bullet that states XRP is not a security may have been found. This has massive implications for the entire crypto industry. Whether you love or hate XRP, you need to be rooting for them in this instance. Hey, if you like this content, do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to the channel, send some feet pics to Clay because he's weird and likes that shit. Mikey, take us into the show, brother. Who started the whole feet picks thing anyhow? I mean, does anyone, <laughs> is anyone really that perverted that they're into feet? Like feet are gross. Dude, I don't know. Are you, are you guys, are you guys foot guys? Like it's a mega guys? money phenomenon, bro. It's a mega money phenomenon. I've never oh, heard wow. that. No, brother, they started guy. websites particularly for that. Like, come on. Oh, what can yeah, you yeah, do with a foot? No, you can't do I'm, anything with a listen, foot. What you said about me, I'm going to completely deny completely untrue. <laughs> I'm just telling you that, you know, since the rise of the OnlyFans and all that crap, dude, it's, uh, it's a the thing only now. the I only thing know. I know about you, Clay, and your female escapades is that the, the day after you've had some loving, uh, you're just a different man and you're you're run down, you're tired. Like I can tell you've been abused. And so I don't know what goes into that. Oh. But like I'm just making maybe feet are the least of it. I don't know what you're into. But you're, you're, just, you're out of control. Don't be so vanilla. I love it. I mean, to each their own, you know, no, don't hate the player. Hate, hate the, game. the game, baby. But yeah, it's a uh, man. Crazy day. Honestly, it's a really crazy day. And there's a lot of what I would call fear uh, out in the market today. And we, we just really need to get into the main topic right now before we get into ledger and xrp wait did you want to do did you want to do market update real quick i mean besides the fact that i was pretty much well today's i think today's fud look we didn't mention binance but there was an article on reuters that came out that said binance has been commingling funds since 2020 2021 uh that's yeah. a major publication uh, you can wave it off all you like i, I don't wave Bro. that stuff off because there's a million people that read that stuff so uh, I, think, I don't. I think they're setting the stage, man. You I know what? Too. You know what that sounds like to me. Did you guys see the thing where, like, a U-Haul was driven into yeah, the, the Pentagon and like the, they had the, the sixty White tons House, of yeah. uranium? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, something. Six, bunch of bunch of some banned substance was found in the back, and there just happened to be a Nazi flag there. And it was like this Indian guy who does yeah. not look like a white supremacist, but like somehow they found ten years ago on his Facebook some Hitler sympathizing shit. And it's like. What kind of psyop is this? Like you guys aren't even fucking trying anymore to be good at this, you know? So all, all I'm saying is that stuff has a direct impact on the markets. I don't care what you say. Like yeah, if you yeah, yeah. you can you can shove it off or you can shrug it off. No, no, no. My want. point my point in saying that is I think it feels like I mean Reuters is a major news publication, yeah, man, who majorly breaks stories that are beneficial to certain people. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like they're setting the stage for what they're already planning to do in the future. Right. We all know that CZ has been a target of the United States for a while. The good news is, I think if we can start to get some, I don't think we're going to get legislation passed while we have a Democratic Senate and, and, a, and a Republican House. But I think once we do start to get legislation passed and they take the reins off of crypto and people look at it through new eyes and they say, OK, wait a minute, it's the biggest crypto you know, centralized exchange in existence. 
I think the Heat will probably back off. He'll pay some fines and and you know call it a day. Yeah. Reuters so, is right. also this is going to be the first time that Reuters published essentially a rumor as if it was a story. If you read the article the from Reuters, they said it's an uh, again it's an unnamed source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their source was trust familiar. me, bro. There was a trust yeah. me, bro source. An ex-internal right. unnamed source, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you don't do that shit though, like. Mm-hmm. Like no. obviously they've tried to verify it, I'm sure, but you know, fuck. But whatever. between that and what we're about to talk about with multi-chain, which I think is has to be topic one, uh, <clears> that's <throat> that's enough FUD, I think, on the day that 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 can yeah negatively impact Bitcoin to what we're seeing right now. But it's the multi-chain. I, I think we're thing. seeing technical drop, honestly. And I think yeah. look, there are major bids sitting around the 25k level. So 25.2 and 25.6 are major. I've said for a while, I think we're going to see 25.6 or 25.2. I think we have a little, I I still believe we're going to catch small bids and we're going to crab out for a little ways to the middle of June. And the reason that I think that is because that ascending trend line that comes from the very bottom up until now uh, is going to sit around the 25K mark in the middle of June. So take that for what it's worth. Let's get into... We need to talk about multi-chain. We really right. do. Yeah, no, um, we, I, and I agree. I have to preface this by saying this is a rumor. And, you know, normally rumors we would bring on, we would state the rumor and say they're a rumor and screw around a little bit and go to the next topic. However, this rumor brings to light a very real issue that very really could happen, even if this is not true. And we need to share with you guys how to protect yourself in this event. Because uh, br- not just that the bridges are a real risk, but like many of the assets held on alternate layer ones are owned by that bridge, right? They only have value because that bridge is holding the real asset in escrow. And we're going to get into the to, into the minutia of that. But here's the rumor, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. So uh, right now, the rumor is the rumor is that the multi-chain team has been arrested by the Chinese police with $1.5 billion of contract funds under control, uh, under control of the Chinese police, multis down 24% on the day. Okay, so that in and of itself is is frightening. I want to share a few more tweets and then let's kind of get into what this means. So uh, very cool account, look on chain. They look on chain. That's what they do. It's right in the name. I'm glad they're clear about that. Um, So there's a bunch of your big investors have uh, started unloading multi- I don't know who the hell these people are, to be perfectly frank with you, but they are people that that clearly believed in the project. They've got a lot of the coin, but this is really interesting. So you, you guys know the Phantom Foundation is very, you know, fairly close to to uh, the multi-chain team. Why is that? Because every asset on Phantom, with the exception of, uh, you know, native Phantom or assets that were natively deployed on Phantom, runs through multi-chain. Um, and so the Phantom Foundation was providing a crap load of uh, liquidity, you know, a few million dollars in liquidity on SushiSwap. They pulled it off. And so I reached out to Simone this morning just to kind of like go, you know, do you have anything that you could actually share? Um, he says they've seen it. They, they heard the rumors. They're looking into it. Right now, the Phantom Bridge is fully operational. Um, the, the Multichain has been doing some service on their router too, which I think is, is a part of Multichain V three or v4 but phantom doesn't even use that and so they don't have any additional information that he could share with me but quite clearly they were spooked enough about this to yank their liquidity now whether they yanked their liquidity because the price was going down and they wanted to protect the other side of those assets which is ethereum or they yanked the liquidity because they maybe they want to sell i don't have the answer to that um so it does appear so multi-chain has a multi-sig obviously. Um, and this is used for stuff like refilling farms on Arbitrum, things like that. And uh, one of the signers has been selling off his multi-token. And while this would generally raise some red flags, I actually dove into the dude's D-Bank. And like, I think somebody is just clickbaiting here because honestly, I think the guy sold a total of yeah, not much. Like 10 grand worth. Like it, it wasn't a lot of multi that the dude that the mm-hmm. dude uh that the dude dumped. I found this to be very interesting though. This is a uh 
uh, a post is originally made in Chinese, but it's sad but true that in mainland China, there is ongoing action against any local operating crypto projects, including infrastructure, dApps, DeFi, beyond just centralized exchanges, wallets, or mining. Any local government can go after any crypto project that they deem rich or have sizable funds under custody. Chinese founders should stay hardcore anonymous or become Chinese diaspora. The hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. I mean like leave the get country. Get the hell out of China? Leave the yeah. country. Uh, if you want your projects to stay away from adversary government coercion. Now, this is actually like, you know, China is not the only country that this happens in. Like there's a lot of countries where if you become wealthy in a local jurisdiction, you could get squeezed by that local jurisdiction. So we um, see it across other, other industries as well. I mean, I think there's a massive flood of money leaving China because of things like this. So it's not just crypto, but I'm just saying generally, like this is a CCP, CCP problem in general. Right, right. It is. I mean, obviously it is. So let's discuss bridges and how they work very quickly. Okay. So uh, most of your native assets have assets have to get issued by the issuer, right? So for USDC, it's circle uh, for tether. It's obviously iFinex or tether. And these two do actually issue native USDC and native tether to alt L1s. I think tethers on uh, it's on Tron, it's on Ethereum. It, I forget which other chains it's on, but it's on quite a few. USDC is on like Avalanche, it's on Arbitrum, it's on uh, Polygon. These are native USDC, right? They do not require the multi-chain bridge to come in. The way that multi-chain bridge works is, let's say I want to bridge Ethereum over to Phantom, for example. What I'm doing is I'm sending my Ethereum from the ETH side it's going into a smart contract that you can kind of think of like an escrow contract, right? And it's holding that money in escrow and it's issuing me a token on the other side that is worth the token that it's holding in escrow because at any time I can take the token I'm holding on Phantom and bridge it back and pull my real Ethereum out, okay? That's the only thing that gives this asset value over on the Phantom network. So here's what that means. Do you guys remember when the wormhole bridge got hacked last year and Jump Crypto jumped in, yep. pun intended, and plugged a hole of like 186,000 ether, something stupid? Yeah, yeah. Multiple. There's yeah, a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. And what ended up happening is somebody, somebody uh, figured out a way to mint themselves wrapped ether on Solana, bridged it back to Ethereum, and emptied out the escrow side. So that means all the wrapped Ethereum that was sitting on Solana had nothing back in it, which means it could very quickly mm. go to zero because nobody can bridge it out. That's how yeah. bridges work, right? There's a mint burn type of scenario that happens here when you're not dealing with the native asset. Okay, so <clears throat> I say that to say this. Should multi-chain ever have an issue like this, whether this is true or not, it does mean that the USDC, the FUSDT, and the wrapped Ethereum for sure on Phantom if, if the bridge loses the funds held in escrow that give them value, those will lose value. End of story, right? If you're holding them on Ethereum, you're fine. Now, the, the phantom token on phantom is not a bridged asset. You can bridge it, but it's the base token. It's issued on the network. It does not require multi-chain to mm -hmm. exist. If you're holding phantom, it's perfectly fine. There's no problems there, okay? But this actually exposed something that I think a lot of people... I know myself at times I've taken for granted. Thoughts? Go ahead, Corval. Oh, for sure. I was just going to say that, yeah, I think that's something that, I mean, I always forget this, you know, when I'm bridging assets that like I'm really hold, when I bridge an asset, I'm holding a derivative asset, essentially. Like I'm holding like not the actual thing. I'm holding a promise to redeem the underlying mm -hmm. asset whenever you bridge most of the time. Um, the question for me is it's kind of hard to figure out like what is natively minted on each chain. I had this conversation with someone before the show about this. Like, is there native USD? Yeah, there you go. AS <laughs> it was AS was in that conversation. Is there native USDC on phantom? I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't no, think so. Not. And, and what he's saying is the fact that there isn't mm -hmm. is a big question mark. And the fact that phantom is not on Coinbase is also a big question mark. Like, yeah, you have to literally every other network is on Coinbase and has native USDC. Like, so what yeah. is the boycott? Austin, I want, I want to ask you. Sorry, Corval. Well, I was just going to say, and 
th that's a good point is like these additional benefits that come from being listed on Coinbase um, and, and getting these additional things that we've kind of taken for granted because things kind of work as they are. Uh, I don't know. I was just whenever you think of people getting listed on Coinbase, you think like, oh, that's just going to cause a big pump in price. That's the big reason. But it's really more like, well, now you can be a little bit more secure in the underlying asset. So to John's steps real quick, mm -hmm. MIM is an interesting one because MIM is issued on Phantom. However, MIM is also backed by multi-chain assets, right? Like you can, uh, I believe, mint MIM with wrapped ether. And so this is where the weird shit starts to, to come into play, right? All right, Clay, what did so, you have, brother? Yeah, so... Earlier today, two and a half hours ago, I, I sent fifteen hundred bucks from Polygon USDC to Coinbase. It is yeah, yet no, to arrive. Gone. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's yet to arrive. So my question to you is this: like, so we know that there's a native integration between USDC and Coinbase. That should be the same native integration with Polygon, from my understanding. It is. Uh, but when you go to look at like the, the help docs on like, so like this can this conversation go two ways. One, obviously, just discussing what I'm about to show, and then two, like, what is it like if we're talking like if this is real, right? This multi-chain situation if it becomes real. What does this mean overall for like? I think it'd be good to paint a larger, broad strokes picture of like what this could actually mean for the space. Uh, mm -hmm. But it says assets supported by multi-chain bridge, and this is directly in Coinbase's docs. Uh, and you see Polygon, um, or excuse me, uh, USDC, Ethereum, Polygon, Solana, Avalanche. Coinbase currently mm -hmm. offers multi-chain network support. Uh, so is that the multi-chain bridge, or is no. that the no. terminology of multi-chain? The terminology. Uh, Coinbase only accepts native USDC. So natively like circle issues usdc to the solana network circle yep. issues usdc to the avalanche c chain directly from circle irrespective of what multi-chain does so we, i think what we need to say though is like all right so for everyone that's watching what should you do right now with an unconfirmed rumor such as this and if i were in your shoes here here are some things that i would do uh, if you're holding, you know, USDC, if you're holding FUSDT, if you're holding wrapped ether, I, those are really the only ones that like come to mind. Or if you're holding a bridged asset that was issued on another chain, right? So that's important to know. Like Boo was issued on Phantom. It bridges to other chains, but the original one is on Phantom. So if the multi-chain goes down and you're holding it on Phantom, doesn't matter. You got, you got the OG, you got the real one, right? Um, <clears throat> okay. So what should you do? A couple things you can do. Number one, a base token does not require, uh, a base token on a network is always secure, right? So like holding Phantom on the Phantom network is secure, even though you can bridge it because they originally launched as an ERC-20 and they've they've opened up multi-chain bridges to other networks to you know have wrapped versions of it out there. If you're holding FTM on the Phantom network, perfectly fine. No problem whatsoever. If you're holding like wrapped ether um, or like, hi, Nick, good morning, buddy. Uh, if you're holding wrapped ether, USDC or USDT and you want to keep it in those assets, my strong suggestion is bridge it over to Ethereum immediately. What bridge would you use? Probably not multi-chain. Multi it's open. Yeah. All right. Because you're holding the multi-chain asset True. On, yeah. on, on Phantom, right? So use the multi-chain bridge. The Phantom bridge is working. Who cares? Pay the 30 bucks or whatever it is. Get it somewhere safe. Don't don't sit around and hope that this is not true. And and I'll I'll tell you, like, quite frankly, I, I certainly hope it's not true and it may not be true. But it's it it's a conversation we all need to have because we talk about operational security all the time. We talk about protecting your keys, but you also got to know how to protect your assets and you got to know what the risks are. This was the big the big argument that you and I had the other day, Clay, which is why would you take native Ethereum, which is completely safe, and wrap mm -hmm. it into something that is completely not safe for no upside whatsoever? That was my whole point in that, right? And this that this outlines that very, very well because these are wrapped assets of the same. Yep. Right. So that's talking it. about you're talking about yeah, fracks and all yeah. Fracks, yeah. We were talking the other day. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I would suggest like off, yeah. Either convert it to Phantom if you're holding it on the Phantom network or bridge it to, you know, bridge it to Ethereum. 
would be my suggestion. Yep. And and I saw a tweet earlier. It says, you know, that references Phantom specifically as it relates to multi-chain. Not crazy size of outflows yet, but but sizable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like, but like, all right, so the Phantom, you know, the Phantom obviously very reliant on multi-chain. Multi-chain goes everywhere. I mean, there's there's bridge assets going back and forth. Goes everywhere. Everywhere. However, <clears throat> And I would have to look further into this because there are more than just multi-chain. There's the Stargate bridge. And if you open up Bungie, you're going to see a whole bunch of different bridges. Mm -hmm. But the problem is multi-chain was the first one to issue the asset on this side, which basically what that means is that they own the mint burn of that asset, right? And so because they were first to come, they they issued frapped uh, USDT, right? Phantom on the Phantom network is fine. Phantom on the Ethereum network is fine. All Phantom is fine, right? Don't don't sweat that. Uh, Phantom is fine. Um, but but they were the first one, right? So they issued USDC, they issued USDT, they issued wrapped Ether, or it's just Ether on this side, um, which means it's their contracts that are giving all of these value. Now, sometimes you'll see a bridge come along that will issue their own version. Like if you go over to um, AVAX, you're going to see USDC.E. And then you're also going to see just USDC, right? So I think just USDC is um, the one issued by Circle and USDC.E is the one issued by Multichain and you can swap between the two at pretty low slippage, right? Is yep. basically how it works. Um, but we don't really have that on Phantom, you know? Uh, wrapped Ether on Optimism. I mean, Optimism ETH anywhere. Yeah, but Optimism uses ETH as a base token, like, or they use it as their gas. Um, and so I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I would, I would probably ask in, in like an optimism discord or something like that. I'm pretty sure that optimism has their own bridge directly from Ethereum. I do not think it's reliant on multi-chain that I'll tell you for sure. Um, yeah, because they have Ethereum that's operating as a gas token. So it's not like you're wrapped. They, version. They, if you they have it, have in their own wrapped, bridge. they do have their own bridge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, can, can we go back to like the larger like narrative here? So, so like if you break this down further, uh, possess $1.5 billion in contract funds, like, isn't that probably the alarming part? If this is, if this was to be true, I mean, this is, this is much bigger than just, they got arrested and they had some money on them and et cetera. Like this is like, if they can access contract funds, that's a completely different conversation no? Bingo. Yes. And I asked that to, to Simone when we talked and he did not know the answer to that. But so if we if we get word that, you know, the multi I mean, it's probably true that the multi chain team has some avenue to access funds within those smart contracts. Right. It's, they're probably not immutable to that degree. Um, then then that's a, a big, big concern, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a concern like. Well, that would like take multi chain down. Ledger getting your seed is a concern. You know? yeah, yeah. If you ask me, that would be enough yeah. that trust would be lost entirely. Well, the, the problem is like it's some some actor comes and kidnaps the main guy, and and it's either his life or he rallies the troops and they sign a malicious transaction to send that money out of the contract. You know what I mean? It's only as secure as your weakest link. Right. And and physical harm could be that weak link on any day of the week. Yeah, the famous rubber hose attack. Not, not to mention if you, are CCP, <laughs> if you are arrested by the CCP, is it out of the realm of, of possibilities that like you know you get that type of interrogation? And if you are holding one move, no, I don't think so. You need to you move know, it from is, point A to yeah, point B. I mean, that's a real possibility, Clay. You're right. This is an interesting component to the narrative. Is the idea that if you're a Chinese developer, you could be captured by the Chinese government and then tortured to release your. Uh, you know, private keys. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's, I mean, that's complete entire speculation, but like, yeah, it's entirely speculation, but it's possible. Yeah. And it's not that crazy I, I, to think. I didn't know I will you, say I all, you're disagreeing with me or, or, or no, no, no. I think me. you're right, dude. I think okay. it, that is like a legitimate concern because I mean, from the Chinese perspective, it wouldn't be like, like criminal that they're doing it. They're like, you violated Chinese law. So we're going to, yeah. Take what's owed. In all bro. fairness, I do want to state that all the news that gets pumped into my brain about China is generally cur curated in the Western world, which yeah. means it's to serve an end. To yeah. John Stepp's uh, question, how much Phantom is paired with LP, 
with multi assets. Honestly, I could only see that actually being bullish for Phantom because if 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 the price of multi goes down, what's going to happen is is you're just going to end up with a shitload of the multi token in that LP and less Phantom. But as people yank those assets, they're going to buy Phantom because Phantom is your safe haven asset on the Phantom network. So I don't I don't see this now, I do see the network effect of assets potentially losing value or TVL leaving the network as potentially having like a, a negative effect on the, the price of Phantom. But I mean, you know, just when you think you've hit bottom, somebody throws you a shovel, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we always say on the show, like, what else could happen? Like, you know, what? We're, of course we're yeah. in the depression stage. Like, what else could go wrong? Right. Like, there's, there's nothing left to happen. And... Uh, you know, Wrapped not, Phantom not so is not issued. WFTM is not issued by multi-chain. Yeah. Um, it's not a concern, except if you're holding wrapped WFTM and you're not LPing it or something that forces you to have WFTM, stop, get rid of it, go back to regular FTM. Because like, even though the potential is very minimal, these are tried and true contracts, like you're still exposing yourself to smart contract risks, risk, which is the smart contract that wraps and unwraps phantom into wrapped phantom. All right. So there's just no real, really no reason to do it. I mean, I would say with this going on, if you're holding a multi-chain asset anywhere that you have bridged for multi-chain that is not on its native location, like best practices would be get that asset back to its native place. Like, well, why? I, I would say in that regards, hold on because there are some bridges that are not functioning properly. And if you were to panic and try and yank yeah. it all back, let's say it was issued on Phantom and you try and yank it back, you might get stuck in the bridge. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of this FUD I think started from and is because they were upgrading one of their routers and the upgrade took longer than, and like Kava cannot get anything. Yeah, in. I'm in the Telegram right now and it's going nuts, bro. Like Kava, yeah. USDC, USDT, there's a whole bunch of things that are like absolute. Um, so ma'am. I just yeah. got another another news article just hit my desk about uh the Phantom Foundation breaking more liquidity for multi on Sushi Schwab. Sushi Schwab. <laughs> well, that uh, was the two point four million withdrawn. That was broken. the tweet I had pulled up earlier. Oh really? Because I know they'd broken on Spooky Phantom. No, no, this and, was one on on Sushi. Okay, so they're breaking them all yeah. over the place, baby. Yeah, it's been a bad week. First, I get my fingernail jammed in the door. And now this. What else can go wrong? Oh, don't ask that question, sir. Don't <laughs> ask that question. It can it can happen for you, sir. It can happen. All right. So, um, best practice: identify the assets that you're holding. If they are dependent on that native asset being held in escrow by multi-chain, I would go to multi-chain and ensure that the router that you want to use is functioning properly. Meaning, send a tiny amount, maybe, or I don't know. Uh, yeah, go to their explorer page, right? Um, and just make sure. And, you know, don't just, if there's one thing I've learned in crypto, it's like, you know, don't, don't hope for the best outcome. Assume you're going to get the worst outcome and, and it's PVP. It's every man for him freaking self. And I promise you that's how everyone else is treating this. So like get your shit squared away. Don't hope for the best outcome. Yeah. And, All and, right. and I think we should preface one more thing. We don't know if this is true. This is the rumor, but take care of yourself. Like that's that's the point. Rumor or not, exactly. we're gonna find out very soon whether you know what the facts actually are. But this is to me, this was like the most important topic of the day. Uh, and so yeah, it's uh, there's, yeah. there's probably a lot <clears throat> more. Need to, to get a Blockbytes correspond on the ground in Beijing. <laughs> you know anyone in Beijing? Set of my information. You know, I actually have a very good friend of mine who used to be one of my one of my he's genius dude he's a neuroscientist mm -hmm. that used to work at harvard and but anyhow he's now a congressman in shanghai so you know i'm just Ooh. name dropping i'm not is gonna drop his name I'm, I'm clout what i'm doing is that disgusting clout dropping thing right now but hey, if, um if he's in know, the party people, he could give us some good alpha he's bro. in the party bro he's invited me over there so many times but every time he invites me he's like I take you to strip clubs and I'm like, I don't really roll like that anymore, dude. You know what I mean? Like take me to eat food. That's cool. You know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. I don't really roll like that. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep the show going. We've spent 30 minutes on that topic. Yeah. It was a very worthy topic, but the next one I want to talk about. So uh, if you've watched any of the last few shows, um, you know, you've heard me rally against ledger and I rallied against ledger 
simply due to the fact that they uh, they they issued this you know ledger recover update, which was something that backs up your private keys, um, and they put all these security measures in place. But the fact of the matter is, they're still issuing firmware that uh, has a backdoor, and the only thing guarding it is you know essentially a toggle, right? And so amid backlash, yep, that was the article I have pulled up here. Um, the Ledger CEO pushed the pause button on Ledger Recover, promising to open source the code so that the community can see its inner workings for themselves before launch. And I have been very negative on Ledger, but I want to start to say something very positive on Ledger because one thing we don't often see in crypto is, um, no, you're probably fine, Mr. Got Plenty. Um, there's something that we don't often see in crypto is people take a stance of humility. That's not often what we see. Normally we see people taking a very arrogant, a very ego driven, a very I'm right, you're wrong stance. And Ledger took a very, what I would, you know, consider to be a humble stance. And I, real quick, let me, let me just find this. There's I an open it, letter. Do you have the, the letter? Uh, but this has been a very humbling experience. We miscommunicated at launch, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I got it right here. Right. You're going to have so to zoom this way is, in. Uh, yeah. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> I, it's just tiny. I'm going to read it to you guys because nobody's eyes are that good. No. Um, so this is a letter from Pascal Gauthier, who is the CEO and chairman at Ledger. Um, and I'll just read you pieces of it. I want to address the concern over Ledger Recover, the way that it was announced and share it with our improved pass forward. Uh, over the past two years at Ledger, we've made great strides, blah, blah, blah. They're just kind of fluffing themselves there. But our unintentional communication mistake took everyone by surprise and affected our customers' ability to accurately understand Ledger, recover its role for the growing crypto community, Ledger's future offerings. We apologize for the way this was communicated. We never meant to surprise you. In fact, this is exactly why we have been talking about this product publicly for over a year. Okay, they haven't done anything good up to this point. Um, however, we believe wholeheartedly in the need for a service like Ledger Recover, blah, blah, blah. I know some part of this made me feel warm and fuzzy. Hang on. I, I got it. I got it, dog. If you can't find it. Go ahead. Fire it up. All right. Uh, this experience has been very humbling. We miscommunicated on launch of this product. It was not our intent, our intention to take people by surprise. So because of that, we understand the community's, uh, community's direction and apologize for the miscommunication. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. Yeah, maybe I don't have it. I don't know which warm and fuzzy <laughs> part you're talking about. I mean, they did no, take ownership of what, like, they did say we screwed up. I it should have been done this way. Yeah. Um, today, all nano level. So, so here's the bottom line: they're going to be open sourcing a lot more of their shit. Um, unfortunately, they really like can't open source yeah, their firmware, and the reason they can't open source their firmware is that they have these secure chips in there, and apparently, as the story goes. Uh, they, they cannot do that to their chip manufacturers or something like that. Oh, here's what made me feel warm and fuzzy. I love it when it comes together. That's great. <laughs> All right. First, I, this is it. It was in his tweet. First, I'd like to apologize for the way this new service was communicated. Maxima culpa, right? Maximum fault of their own. Mm -hmm. I feel humbled by the, by the reaction of the community. The fact that you care so much really forces us to always do better going forward. We've taken a lot of your great feedback, and I hope that the clarified ver version of Ledger Recover that we're about to present to you will answer most of these sticking points. They are going to open source that. I think the right move... Oh, look, Phantom's trending. Uh, I think the right move would be for them to make that firmware update optional. Like, yeah. give us... Let kidding? us choose... <laughs> Do you want do you want the firmware update that gives you Ledger Recover, or you do you want the one that doesn't have that involved? Right. Yeah. Um, the main concerns that you expressed are around transparency, censorship, and security. I think we've done a good job to address all your concerns. But again, it's for you to tell us. Uh, he continues to rally why this is an important product. I I think that's stupid. Um, important anyhow, product. So what happens of their company? I, I I think it is. Like if you if you want adoption <laughs> people that are not going to be OPSEC pros, then like this type of thing is needed in the space. That's just, they went about it right. all. Like this is, this is a PR blunder, man. This is, this is probably a company run by like 13 tech guys. That's been run the same way forever. And all the 
you know, firmware updates they push out are, are acceptable and, and they've never really had to deal with something like this. So like, that's the way I take it. Like you see it all the time. Yeah. With tech businesses, like they're not, this is, this should have been step one before they even thought about this product. Hey, we're thinking about this. We're going to push out open source code. You can review it, give us feedback. Like we understand this is kind of a controversial issue for being a software security company. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and this probably would have, uh, you know, headed things off of the path in, in the beginning. So, yeah, I think. Well, yeah. th that's the thing. Like, it was so violently rejected by the community. <laughs> on crypto mm -hmm. Twitter. It was not like a little bit. Everyone said, fuck you guys, dude. You guys screwed up. Because I don't know if it doesn't, like, compute with some people. But to me, it, it computes. You put a backdoor. I don't care how encrypted you think this is. You've increased the attack surface on a product designed to decrease my attack service. Yep. Service, yeah. right that's what it is in my opinion and so like they could have shared that with like anybody and <laughs> any of us would have gone fuck you guys don't do that shit you know that's a terrible idea but they I, didn't I, and like even a poll like would you use this product they have a great product wally that's what like yeah i think i think if they had had a, a consistent performance of garbage like all right they leaked my information a while back they leaked all of our information if you bought a ledger it was accidental. It happens. I get a ton of spam now. Whatever, but their product is supreme. Yeah. It has always been supreme. Even and I've even been the using interface. it for a long time. Yeah, it's freaking mm -hmm. awesome. Super. Um, and and that is part of the reason that it's it angered me so much, because like people that you revere to create a product of this quality, who obviously have security uppermost in mind, would make such an obvious blunder but the purpose of all of this is to say okay you paused it good you're admitting you know some mistakes not all the mistakes but some of the mistakes i'm back good. i wouldn't go back yet i actually switched over to tracer and i'm, I'm a i mean if you didn't install like like all right so let's let's actually break this down quickly so if you didn't install the latest firmware update are you operating on the assumption that, hey, maybe this wasn't the whole story? And so even if you hadn't installed the latest firmware update, like I just don't trust it at this point no. uh, because that was the only well, like you had, a, you had the KYC, you had to opt in, you had a firmware update. I mean, there's a lot of steps. It seems like that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, either even so, like the fact that it could even possibly like the fact that it can even possibly be pushed to the device. Now, I've come to find out that pretty much any of these devices oh. could push that type of firmware to you. Um, mm -hmm. You're really trusting that they're not going to, but like, I just kind of lost trust in the organization, you know, yep. like it, Corval hit the nail on the head. This should have been a separate product. This is not on your ledger that you've bought that we've promised you. Your private keys cannot be extracted from period. End of story. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the, the intern went from being, hired which i agree if you throw in target this is the perfect comment i'm not sure who had the bigger blunder uh, in terms of pr are you uh, talking about target with the uh with the kids bathing yeah. suits that like tuck your pee pee away yeah i, I didn't think that was a really big i saw yeah see not everyone saw that like yeah. um, all right you so, know libs of we don't have we should yeah, probably, probably not probably not he, he went from higher right, to, to, uh, to <laughs> now, now he's fired again so congratulations uh but um yeah i mean i i don't know uh I don't know, um, you know, how they went down this road without some type of like, like this is this is the biggest fundamental change they've ever pushed or tried to push, uh, and so how they how they went out the gate without some type of, um, you know, PR firm, you know, I, I guarantee you they hire a PR firm after this. I bet you they do, because like this is I'm sure they, they already they had too a much PR money. firm. Yeah, nah, huge. dude. If they do, then dude, they the definitely had a PR firm. Nah, they just, dude. But but like there's there's got to be hundreds of people that work for this company. There ha I mean there maybe not maybe there's fifty I don't know. But well, like <clears throat> if you would have picked a random it. subsection of fifty people from CT, somebody would have screamed at you. And I'll bet there's like one Joker that works at Ledger, probably like Hector in the mailroom, who was like, "I told these fuckers don't do this," and nobody <laughs> listened to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, but Let's the big wigs wanted to get through it. See if I can find uh, the Ledger breakdown as far as companies go. All right, Corbel, go ahead. I'm, I'm on a different tab. I can't see you. Uh, go ahead with what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. <laughs> no, so no, John no. Smith, they're open sourcing that product. Mm -hmm. And so they will be, you know, for the security engineers and the people that want to go in and read it, of which I am not one, uh, 
they can go in and see exactly how that phrase comes off, exactly how it's encrypted, exactly how it's sharded. Now, here's the real issue, right? Like nobody, to my knowledge, now I, I know you guys pretty well, but I, you know, maybe I don't know you that well. To my knowledge, nobody on this stream is doing anything untoward in their private lives, right? But nevertheless, if you were to give your seed to Ledger to back up and a government agency subpoenaed them, they admitted openly, uh, <laughs> they admitted openly that they would have the ability to turn your seed phrase over to the government that issued a summons or that mm -hmm. is that data from them. Okay. So that tells me that they have that ability. It's not like they don't, they're backing it up and they don't have that ability without something that only you possess. They have that ability. Right. And so that means it's only, again, it's only as safe as the weakest link. Yep. And we don't know what that. Are you surprised like. by that, Austin? And if you think about your bank account, like same same situation. Dude, totally. Yeah. But the fact is, if you never give it to them, they never have that ability. So True. I'm not surprised by it. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna turn it over if it's something they have, because it's a government. And they'll get shut down if they don't. Yeah, uh, yeah so that does sound kind of dirty. Isn't it just if you use that feature though, like like they can subpoena whoever got sharded to, then they can get it. But I don't <laughs> think they can. I don't think Ledger can just get your seed phrase if they get subpoenaed. well if unlike okay Apple, so here's right? the deal right and it depends on how much you trust that toggle like there mm -hmm. are massive groups around the world actively working to get as much crypto in their dirty hands as possible now as of right now according to what i understand there's no opportunity in my ledger device because I haven't opened it. I haven't uh, updated mm -hmm. it for that seed to leave that device, right? That's what ledger has always said. The seed cannot leave that device. Okay. This new firmware update at least opens one of the ports, right? It at least mm -hmm. makes that possible. Now, no matter how encrypted it is, like if I'm a hacker group, I'm putting all of my people on figuring out how to bust through that toggle off like like if the toggles off even so like how much do you trust that would you mm -hmm. honestly like is that a risk you want to take when there are other opportunities on the market i'm paying to sleep at night that's why i bought the damn device if i can't sleep i don't want it true it. i got you, know? you dude we gotta so, we gotta get into these extreme methods i'm telling you of, of seed security Dude, I started reading about air gapping yesterday and all sorts of shit, but like really the, I truly the best method that I have had anyone share with me. And this was, um, a guy named Dima, who is one of the founders of Hacken security. Mm -hmm. I met him when we were at the, uh, Abu Dhabi conference. He said that the most secure you can do for just straight up storage. Now you can't interact with DeFi, but for straight up storage is you send your assets to a, a, a wiped phone that is not connected to a network that has, you know, that has like a MetaMask address on it, on your, on your wallet mm -hmm. and you turn it off and you put it in a safe and you leave it there. A f a, an old phone that's not being used. He said, that's, that's the equivalent of like these, you know, cold storage things. He yeah. said, if you ever want to get it off of there, obviously you have to fire it up and you have to connect it. And the second you connect it, it's hot. Forget about it. It's no longer secure. Interesting. If you're yeah. Mr. Got Plenty, you can do some like ancient emperor techniques where you get Mr. like Got Plenty is a G, bro. We should hire like, him as our security yeah. engineer. You get like 20 servants to hand encode it, and then you wall all those servants inside like your tomb or something. <laughs> but you want to know something about Mr. Got Plenty? He will always have plenty because he it's walks true. around speaking into existence what he's got, man. He's so attracting true. wealth to himself, man. Straight yeah. up. Clay, I can't hear Manifesting, you. Manifesting, baby. Did you uh did your did your thing unplug? I so Nietzsche, I have experience with um Keystone, Grid Plus, Tracer, um, obviously Ledger. Keystone is air gapped because it's it's QR code based, right? So you, it's just scan the code, sign, and then it it relays a QR code back to the device to actually broadcast it. So that that is an air gapped one. It requires uh batteries. I don't know. It's a cool little device, but like if like on my laptop, it doesn't have great camera on it. So like when I would try and go go back up to it to get it to scan that QR code, it just didn't work. And that was what I didn't like. 
Um, but it's beautiful for like like a, a a mobile wallet. If you're a mobile guy, Keystone's great. There we go. Yeah, we're hey, we're actually gonna, we're going to do a DeFi Tuesday on uh, mobile and DeFi because I actually think it's a pretty it's an under talked about topic and and something that I I want to know more about. And so we're going to do one yeah. of those coming up. Uh, Prior to Keystone, weeks. you did not have the ability to secure a mobile wallet. Now you do, right? Yeah. So uh, a lot of stuff there. I mean, so, all right. So where, all right, let's put a cap on this. Austin, where does this put you? Uh, I, you, you rallied hard uh, and for good reason into you know, yeah. an anti-ledger stance. And so where does this put you now? Um, I'm, I'm like, so on one wallet that I have, which is my Firefly wallet, I am forced to use Ledger because it's the only integration and the wallet where my shimmer sits is a Ledger generated address, right? So uh, on that particular one, I'm going to have to plug in my ledger. Uh, the good news is, here's the good news on this. This firmware update cannot be pushed to a Nano S. It can only be pushed to a Nano X. Now, I have multiple Xs. I have like four, but I do also have one Nano S. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to restore my seed on the old device that cannot have this new firmware update pushed. And I'm going to use that solely to transact with my Firefly wallet. Smart. I'm call it a day. Very smart. Well, I, I like the position they've taken. I like the, you know, I like how they walked back. It was the right thing to do. Um, it just shows the importance. I don't care what space you're in. I don't care if you're developing a layer one or a layer two or you're security, you know, whatever you are, the importance of PR. We've talked about PR versus marketing, particularly as it relates to, to Phantom, you know, back in the day, but it is so vitally important that you, get the rollout right of these types of things because if you don't, the backlash is tremendous. And so I think mm -hmm. in this case, I, I'm encouraged by the acknowledgement of the failure to do this in the right way. And I'm also encouraged by the fact that they're going to make some of this open source where at least if they are going to do it, it can be looked at by eyeballs other than their own. And to me, that's an important step uh, in, in the path forward for them. So yeah, uh, I also- It also demonstrates, it demonstrates the power that exists today on social media. Uh, yeah. And it really demonstrates the power that exists on Twitter. I don't think it, ex it exists on any other social media platform. Like this is, this is an interesting moment in time because like we saw, you know, the last election, obviously Twitter had a major impact, but I think what we're starting to see is like, because the news stations have just screwed up so freaking bad, the ability for shit to go viral on Twitter from, you know, community news. And like, like we saw that DeSantis apparently was going to announce his candidacy on a Twitter spaces yeah, with, with Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Mm -hmm. That is a calculated move. That is not like Elon calling him up one day and saying, Hey, come on and we'll do it together. Like that is so calculated. That is so perfect because he's reaching that. I don't give a fuck about voting mentality group. They live on Twitter, yep. mm -hmm. you know, and that's where it's happening. So I can so, tell yeah. all of you watching this, we are looking into to ways to stream directly to Twitter. Uh, we already do right now. So if you went over to our Twitter, you could watch this on Twitter if you'd like, but it's not a great experience. And I think that they're actively changing that very, very soon. So less reliance on YouTube and equal reliance on Twitter is the way that I see it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So stay tuned for more from us on that. Uh, do you want to kick over to the final topic of the day, which is also... I would argue of equal, like with all of the, the FUD and, and the Binance stuff, whether it be fact or fiction, multi-chain, all the stuff, the, the other piece of the equation here that I think is of equal importance is uh, XRP and yeah. the Hinneman Do you emails. Have, I have, yeah, I've got a bunch of pulled up. Hinneman emails. Fired up, brother. All yeah. you. Cool. So effectively, you know, we've talked, we've had Ellie on from Fox Business, you know, numerous times on Across the Chains, on The Daily Show, on, on different, you know, forums, and she's covered the XRP case at length throughout sort of, you know, the totality of it, honestly. I think she's been covering it sort of since the since it became a mainstream narrative beyond just crypto Twitter, but just across all crypto. Uh, and the, the idea of these Henneman emails, um, and I can't give you his direct title, but he was part of the SEC. And the importance of this was that there was exchanges internally at the SEC and, and, and a planned speech in front of Yahoo in 2018 or at a Yahoo conference uh, that effectively referenced that XRP is not a security. And that was the classification that you know was put forth in these emails. That was the suspected classification put forth in these emails. But there was no confirmation because we couldn't see the emails because they were all redacted. The SEC wouldn't release them. And Judge Torres had to make a decision as would they get released in a redacted version or not. Uh, that has now come to fruition. They were released, uh, and we can see the redacted versions. And John Deaton, 
who's the XRP attorney on the case. Uh, and he's basically the, the, the civil attorney for everyone, for XRP holders. So he represents thousands and thousands of XRP holders. Came out with this tweet that said, read, uh, read this short thread, please. Um, and look at other SEC-led emails on Ripple opposition. They are redacted. So effectively, he noticed uh, in the footnotes of this thing that uh, basically it goes on to say um, that uh, on reasonable grounds to not believe XRP satisfies all factors of the Howey test. It is, you know, so it is, is now redacted, and it was not redacted before, but now it is. So basically, that XRP does not satisfy all elements of the Howey test. So it is not a security. And this was in the footnotes of this uh, documentation that was just released. So this is a big step in the right direction. If you're Ripple, this is a huge win potentially for you because this was the stance of the XRP in 2018, or this is the stance of the SEC in 2018. Why would it change now? Um, hate to throw a monkey wrench in your little plan here, Clay, but I don't think that's what it's saying at all. Uh, okay. Doesn't he say in this that all the SEC officials statements were redacted from this document so the person who said but the thing that said that xrp was not a security uh was not from an sec official so they were in conversation with someone who said that so that doesn't yeah, necessarily mean it was the sec's stance there's other the sentence says other market participants so there's there's uh it is unclear because this is basically in reference to a series of email strings that are then now part of this document. So it's unclear. Did this come directly from the SEC or is this someone outside of the SEC who's part of it? Because like these these speeches get planned by multiple participants, mm -hmm. apparently. Uh, that is not just it's SEC legal counsel. It's outside <coughs> sources. It's all kinds of people. Wait, so, this, yeah, is, but, this is showing that it's the SEC's answer to RFA number 998. I don't know who that is, but it was a submission by MoneyGram to the SEC. Because remember, MoneyGram partnered up with XRP, and they wanted to figure out, is XRP a security? And the response was this. Uh, there are reasonable grounds to conclude that XRP does not satisfy all elements of the Howey analysis and is therefore not a security for purposes of federal security laws. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That is the response of the SEC to MoneyGram in regards to XRP. That's so unambiguous, in my opinion. I, I agree. And so like John Deaton's questions were, why wouldn't Ripple lawyers make a much bigger deal about this? And it's not just included in the footnotes. Uh, and how how did he miss it uh, in previous you know readings of going through this? And I believe that it was probably redacted. So why wouldn't they make a bigger deal about it? I think that, I mean, that's maybe where Corval's point holds weight is like the, the lack of clarity as to whether this was an SEC official or not who made that <clears throat> statement. Look, I got, I got his follow-up tweet thread here. Is this the same one? I think so. Where he says, uh, the SEC wanted all statements by SEC staff redacted, and it appears that they all were. What this tells me is that the statement about XRP not satisfying Howie is not a direct quote from could a be. senior SEC official. Could be. I could see Excuse that. So what? Huh? What? what? A sphincter says what? What? <laughs> oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> you got me. Damn. Um, For my Wayne's World fans out there. Yeah, but his point is that this is still damaging because it shows that they were talking about Ripple before mm -hmm. this and uh, before Hinneman went out there and said that it wasn't an, a security. Maybe Hinneman got confused. <laughs> well, it, it, I think what it shows is that amongst you know the SEC, it wasn't the open and shut case that Gary Gensler would like to have everyone believe mm -hmm. that it is, you know? I think that I think a lot is going to come out. Listen, if if Ripple beats the SEC at this, I think a cascading effect will happen against the ability of Gary Gensler to bring enforcement actions against crypto tokens. So I just, I just, all right. So, hey, awesome. Can we get the fuck around and find I, out, I, man? Anyone I, I want, got that one? Hold on, hold on. Uh, before you do <laughs> okay. that, I want you to, uh, I want you to say that statement again because I completely agree. Sorry, I was, I was, I'm getting text in real time from someone watching the show who uh, we may or may not have just brought up. So basically, it was an outside person entity saying this to an SEC official, but the important thing is Judge Torres has now seen it, and XRP was definitely discussed. Thank you, Ali. Appreciate yes. you chiming in there. So clearly, your legend as always. We should make you. We should make you a co-host on the show. You know, we talk about you all the time, right? We love you, Ali. Thank you for <laughs> so, chiming in. So, but that's all right. So that's important context, right? <clears throat> but 
so to your point, Austin, if this is a if if this helps lead to a, a straight up victory by XRP by Ripple mm-hmm. uh, in in relation to XRP versus the SEC, then this is a home run for the crypto industry, and we could certainly use some home runs. I think it's a home. big deal because it, yes. it, because XRP did not ICO, and that's you know that's a big part of it. Like, is how did you initially distribute your tokens? I think was what a lot of people, you know, was a, a big argument. Did you guys see the new Beeple? By the way, no. Oh, I'm gonna have to share with you this new Beeple real quick because <laughs> I tweeted it out this morning. I'm cracking up over it. Horrible monstrosity. It's, it's not gonna uh, get a shadow band, is it? It's no. It's Bitboy pissing on a bunch of Gary Gensler. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> awesome, dude. I, I don't even know what a Beeple is. Horrifying. Oh, Beeple's an he's a uh, crazy. Beeple crazy is an artist, artist Clay. Have you? He familiar? he sold. <laughs> The most well, can only keep NFT up with so of all time, I think, right? Wasn't didn't he sell that NFT for like 70 million or something? The most expensive ever. Uh, he's kind of a legend, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's pretty sick funny, and dude. twisted, though. He's sick, he and is twisted. sick and twisted. His art style is horrifying. Those Gary yeah. Gensler eyes, they were terrifying. So, look, even though even though XRP is facilitating CBDCs, which they openly say that they are, and and even though, like, you know, they might be Fed coin right we still need to rally behind them at least until the court case is over and then yep. we can resume normal programming of you know however you want to talk and tweet about xrp but we need to rally behind them because they're doing a great service to the entire industry and for that i am grateful well so who did ico who's a big one that did ico like like Ethereum. if they Ethereum, thank you yeah, yeah. so that's so that's basically where i was going that's why they want to him. Uh, they did lose. You can you can already you can already guess what's next. Like it's this isn't rocket science. Like, well, there's can... an argument though, uh, yeah. and the argument is that Ethereum is like decentralization is a yeah. big part of whether it's being classified as a commodity or a security. That's it. That is a big part of it. And Ethereum is very decentralized right now. Absolutely. I mean, not very, but it's pretty damn decentralized. It's had years of decentralization happen. Yeah. So. I mean, I think these Hinneman documents are probably damning in, in the fact that I think they also speak to Ethereum throughout uh, with oh, also like, in reference to decentralization. Uh, so I agree with you, Austin. XRP uh, yeah. is hex with less bling. Oh, my. <laughs> they should buy well, a diamond. You got to know something. Something about XRP is that they've been around a long time. Oh yeah. Like a decade almost. Like mm-hmm. they've been around a long time. And when they first launched, like uh if you like I don't remember if it was Bitcoin, I think it was Bitcoin Talk. Like if you got a if you set up an account at Bitcoin Talk, you got 50,000 XRP. Like like they were giving the shit away, you know? Um and they kind of had an idea early on that we're going to make this super fast centralized chain uh that is solely specifically you know, monetary geared towards facilitating, yeah, monetary payments. And we're going to crack into the banking system and hopefully be able to do that. It, it's a monumental task that has taken them many, many years, but I think they're like starting to do it, you know, now uh, whether yeah. or not, you know, so. there's been like, I think what turned me off from XRP, honestly, is like, A, a they, they dump XRP unapologetically on the market. We know that it's how they fund their business practices, but B, it's so culty and it's not culty like man i hope i make 50 percent. it's culty like it's going to 500 dollars, right and there's like how many on the market like a lot like it yeah, would put their market like cap trillion. at the trillions or something right <laughs> like the gdp of you know south america uh basically so i mean that's like that's kind of what but link link is link dumps in the same way like that's how they fund link is rich now yep so i mean what i like about them is that like in some cases you take on the wrong person and i feel like the sec has bit off as much as they can chew i wouldn't say more because it's the government but uh they've bit off as much as they can chew by taking on xrp where like there's not a lot of folks in this space that could handle this the way that they have handled it with the amount of time that it's taken 200 million dollars like there's not there's very few companies in the space that that have the ability to take that on you know, cover that type of legal expense. Like I, I, I can only think of a few that would be able to do it. Richard Hart uh, could do it. <laughs> maybe Richard Hart. Could do it. Richard Hart could do it. Uh, All this talking this guy is home Chronic hexagon. Now I'm about to become a full blown hexagon, dude. Pulse <laughs> maxi. Aren't you half hexagon? Pulse fire mode, baby. Yeah. 
Like your dad's a hexagon or something? Oh, yeah. My dad was a hexagon too. Yeah. Illegal (laughs) hexagon. He was an illegal hexagon. He didn't come here authentically. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's like when they play that song at the Oscars to get you the hell off the stage. I think that's what that means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My bad. My point was like there's very few people that can take this on and they have. And so for that alone, they get my support because uh, this is a massive battle that, that we absolutely need and it must be won. And they've done a good job of of like pulling out all the stops to make sure that the SEC gets flamed in some way, shape, or form. And so uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Never really been a part of the XRP Army, and that's about it for me. But like, it's still a necessity at this point. And they've done a good job, so I applaud them. That's it. That's Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have tuned in, we appreciate you. We love you guys so much. Like all of you that whose name keep rolling through these comments every day, man. Like. Just know that we love y'all. Thank you so much for for coming and watching this merry-go-round of weirdness that we do every every single day. Uh, hey, guys, if you've watched this whole thing, do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, as Clay would say, tell a friend, have them tell two friends. Now, it's shaped like a pyramid, but it's not actually a pyramid is the thing, right? Okay. Totally different. Uh, Mikey. Oh, yeah. There's nothing MLM about this. Oh, one completely <laughs> outside if you of have this. Them, if, if you have each of them pay each other $10 and they pay you $10 and we, can, right. we can see. <laughs> no, no <laughs> statement. But join you the can do it all through course. PayPal. It's untraceable. There. That's not true. It's totally traceable. All right. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Awesome show. With me as always, Mr. Crypto Clay, Corval, the Hexican. Mm. And uh, Mikey, get us the hell out of here, brother. Thanks, guys. Peace.